0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and podcast on Steelers.com. We are back. You we think, never left. You think you what keep mean us, back? We no, never we're left. left. You think you keep us out of the playoffs two straight years, NFL? Uh, okay. You think In you keep way. us out of the playoffs two straight years? What do you think? I'm talking about us on this show. Why don't you shut your mouth over there, Jacob, and let me do the intro <laughs> like always. <laughs> Steelers! seven seed. How do you like them apples? The rest of the league has to hate us. I mean, they just Absolutely. have to The Browns especially, us. or the Bengals too,
1: because the Bengals were like, oh, we, we can make the playoffs every year. We have Joe Burrow. Oh, we don't have Joe Burrow. Oh. The Browns
0: especially, because yeah. this is really, I mean, the past three years has really been the first time the Steelers have experienced turmoil at the quarterback position in two decades pretty much. And the Browns have been familiar with that since moving back to Cleveland. I mean, that that has been their M.O. Oh, the entire time. And so they look at the Steelers, and this season is a train wreck quarterback-wise. They lose to two 2-10 two teams at home. They're on their third-string quarterback now with the hope that he might save the season. And he does! And they're the seventh seed! I mean, it has to just eat away at everybody else, especially the Browns. I mean... How does this team keep doing it? How is this team always there? Um, and kudos to Mike Tomlin. Kudos to the offense. Kudos mm-hmm. to the defense. Kudos to everybody involved. The uh, vibes were down at 7-7. and mm-hmm. seven, And I don't think any of us really expected them to, to get in. Maybe they string a couple of wins together. Um, don't go out quite embarrassingly like it looked like they might. But instead, they they played three, I'll say, great football games, even with the score in the Ravens game being low-scoring. But, I mean, come on, folks. It was in a, a damn monsoon out there. Oh, terrible. Uh, so three great performances from the team. You get a little bit of luck that you needed falling in your way, and you're the seventh seed. And, again, I, I just – there was like a 5 6% chance about a month ago that they were going to get into the playoffs. And they are done it. They've done it again. They – they have pulled off this long shot, um, mm-hmm. and it all starts with them winning those three games because the biggest part of them have turning 6% odds into a playoff appearance had to do with them sweeping Bengals, Seahawks, and Ravens and winning out, and they did so.
1: Yeah, how and about that? How about that
0: For uh, uh,
1: uh, if you were to tell us six weeks ago, hey, you have this three-game stretch against the Patriots, the Cardinals, and the Colts, and then following that, you have the Bengals... Road games against Seattle and Baltimore, and you're going to go three and zero and one, and zero and three in the other. A hundred percent, you would have get this three and zero would have been against New England, Arizona, and Indianapolis.
0: It has been just such a one of the we- like I said on on last week's Yeah, show, you did before this. One of the happened. wackiest seasons. This is seasons. The wackiest season I can remember, and we've had some wacky ones in recent memory. Mm-hmm. The 2019 season was uh, was nutty. Eighteen before that was crazy with the collapse down the stretch mm-hmm. and AB quitting on the team. Twenty twenty with 2020, COVID, they started eleven right, and zero in twenty twenty, and then the they, collapse they, they there. Collapse down the. So there's been some craziness, but I, I have never seen a season kind of take the winding. Road you contend the way that this, that this is it's, this it tops is. it all, I, yeah. I every single time you think you had this team pegged, every time you think that you were ready to feel confident about your prognostication towards them, they did the exact opposite thing. I mean. I didn't think they had a chance to beat the Bengals after coming off of those three state losses and they're turning things over to Mason Rudolph. It was mm-hmm. I thought it was more like, well, if they haven't turned the keys to Mason yet, I mean, doesn't this just smack of desperation? What's he going to do? What's he going to come in and beat this Jake Browning guy? The who's third quarterback on the, the roster? Throw all over the field the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks? No, the Bengals are going to win. Bengals are going to get into the playoff race themselves, and the Steelers will probably fall back. 34 points on Cincinnati's head and I'm like, okay, but now you go to Seattle and it's a different story. I'm still going to have to pick the Seahawks in this one. And then they beat the Seahawks in Seattle. The first thing, first time they've done that since 1983. Odds were so heavily against this team getting in, but that's why you play the game. Al Pacino, baby! Mm-hmm. Any given Sunday. 1% is all you need. A yeah. 1% chance. And I think the Steelers are the team that proves that more than any team in the NFL, especially recently. The the team never quits. Tomlin deserves a ton of credit, a ton of credit to keep these guys on track because any old coach doesn't just, you know, rally them to three straight wins with with Mason Rudolph at the helm. Uh, I look at Minnesota. You know, Minnesota had a chance to get off the map this year, and you'd say, well, yeah, they lost their starting quarterback. Well, so did the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't do it. A lot of teams lost a their quarterbacks. Them, and they couldn't overcome mm-hmm. it. They they had runs. Uh, Denver didn't lose their starting quarterback, but they started off with a hole. They had a run. They had a chance to get in. They couldn't finish it off. You know, Tomlin being able to, to have that locker room still wrapped around his finger despite all the outside noise and the rough three-game losing streak that they went on, um, he ain't going to win Coach of the Year. I don't think he should win Coach of the Year. Give the man a hat tip and give him a little bit of an honorable mention yeah. because, good Lord, uh, you want to talk about making chicken salad out of chicken bleep. Mm. That's what he did in these last three games of the season, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, the fact that the oh. defense was able to hold together the way that it was, I mean, it was duct tape and, and, and bubble gum and rubber bands. And he was able to put a unit on the field in three straight games that not only – was just okay but good enough to to help you win football especially in that Ravens game they were good enough to to win that game and and help that team win so um you know you want to give him criticism for how he handled the quarterback situation mm-hmm. that's more than fair mason probably should have been the number 2 uh from jump street but my god what he did as a defensive yeah. guy and him and Austin being able to keep that unit viable in the absence of all their linebackers, pretty much all their safeties. I mean, what a phenomenal coaching job. Yeah, uh, without
1: question, it's it's probably the biggest uh, compliment you could give him, the biggest note of the season. Despite, you know, this league being so quarterback heavy and so quarterback centered, the fact that you were able to shrink together the six best scoring defense in the league weeks without Cam Hayward Weeks without Minkah Fitzpatrick, weeks without your top three inside linebackers, weeks without what, your top four safeties, and you still came away with the sixth best scoring defense in all football over the course of the entire season. It is remarkable what he and Tara Lawson and company were able to do. Pulling strings, like you said, duct tape, uh, chewing gum, rubber bands, Paper clip. Anything they could find. Right.
0: Anything that they could find. Licking the back of their hand and just trying to, like, stick it mm-hmm. to the... It was just... It was phenomenal. It was something that really, you know, he deserves a ton of credit for. And I think he's he's going to get a ton of credit for it. Uh, and as you well. know
1: who I think deserves and, and will get the credit, too, for helping? This season, what we saw out of this defense would not have happened without, without the help of Omar Khan because two big pieces that never left the field once they came on were Joey Porter Jr and Keanu Benton and Keanu oh, Benton having a really good having a really good rookie year but Joey Porter Jr having one of the best rookie defensive seasons in recent Steelers history um Gonna be cornerback one for a long, long time. You hope and could be defensive rookie of the year could o- honestly should be considering Jaylen how how much Jalen Carter and his team, the Eagles, have fallen off.
0: He's losing playing time too. Like they're, right, they're taking him out of of situations. right. Joey
1: Porter Jr. when you when you look at snap count, Joey Porter Jr.'s his numbers are astronomically higher than Carter's snap count numbers. Uh, and then you also look at the the reinforcements too. Uh, Nick Herbig. I mean, doesn't get a lot of playing time. We're going
0: to talk about him a lot throughout this week, Yeah, too. The, doesn't get a lot of playing Golden time, but are, you've are gonna...
1: seen it in each of the last two weeks. He's here to play, and he's here to make a difference whenever he does get that chance. And like you said, because of the T.J. Watt injury, he will be getting that chance a lot this
0: week. Yeah, him and Golden are, are going to have to right. really weather that storm. Um, there's no replacing T.J. Watt. That's going to no. be the main. Next episode, we're going to talk a lot about it. It's going to be a main theme of of, of analysis Throughout the week, wherever you you um ingest your Steelers content, because they are just simply not as good of a team without him. They lose almost every time that he's not in the lineup. They've only won once. But he hasn't been hurt this year. And this year I think they're the most insulated they've ever been to withstand a TJ Watt injury. I mean they haven't had to really test it though. So we don't know for sure. But just looking at it, Herbig Golden, I mean for a couple of weeks, I think they can can manage. Now, I would have rather those couple of weeks been between week ten and twelve, as opposed to the wild card Oh, round. of course, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, I, don't don't get this twisted where I'm like, they're fine. Don't even don't no. even factor it into your decision making when predicting this game because they're not fine without them. I mean, I'm just saying, I feel more calm in weathering the storm as I would in the past
1: because of Herbig and, and golden. golden yes. But I'd also look at just overall. They've done this. How many times this season? Cam Hayward goes down. Megan Fitzpatrick goes down. Uh, Keanu Neal goes down. Demonte Kese gets suspended. Cole Holcomb goes down. Atlanta Roberts is in and out of the lineup every week. Quan Alexander goes down for the season. They've done it before, Tom. And it's not like they've done it in years past. This is all examples from this year. They've shown the perseverance to get through injuries this year. And yes, of course, Watt is the biggest piece of this puzzle, the biggest factor of, of this defense success. But if I'm ever going to be confident in, in this team's ability to really personify that next man up mantra that Mike Tomlin loves to talk about, I'm believing it this year.
0: I'm just so nervous about the TJ Watt thing, though. Like, yeah, I believe it this year for sure. Of course, and and I guess what I would say to comfort myself, and pat myself on the back, and say it's gonna be okay. It's little Andy (laughs) Foyd. Minka's (laughs) been out, and they've been able to replace him. So it's not like they've just been replacing middling players with other middling players. Right? Like I mentioned, I mentioned inside linebackers. You mentioned too. I I mentioned inside linebackers.
1: Obviously, not the biggest names, but yeah, they they did it without Cam, and they did it without Minka, and. I mean, you look at now the they Mink- do without Look at the Minka substitution because you were down. I mean, you brought in, you had Larry Owen, you had Benton, you had Montrevious Adams, you had Armand Watts, whatever. You had some guys that could fill in the holes while Cam was out. But when Minka Fitzpatrick went out, he was also on the sideline alongside Keanu Neal, alongside DeMonte KZ. I guess KZ wasn't on the sidelines. He wasn't allowed to be with the team. But you get my drift. Mm-hmm. There were. Guys who literally were not playing football up until this year, up until they were called upon by the Steelers when Nick Fitzpatrick went out. So that has to instill a little bit of confidence that the secondary, you thought, okay, here it is. Here's our undoing. Everyone's going to pass the ball on the Steelers because the only guy out there that's capable of covering is is number 24, Joey Porter Jr. But that wasn't the case. Eric Rowe. Talk about, you know, late season heroics talk about David versus Goliath situations. That guy has found a place on this team. Trenton Thompson. I mean, before Eric Rowe came along, it was Trenton Thompson, the guy that, you know, wasn't playing for the Steelers. And then all of a sudden was getting a lot of playing time because of the injuries ahead of him and was doing decently well. Um, So if anything, like seeing those guys step up, you know, those guys weren't playing football, but Marcus Golden and Nick Herbert have been on the team the entire year have been on the active roster the entire year. So I'm not trying to say in the aggregate you can recreate TJ with those two guys, but at least they've been playing all year long, and they've been playing pretty consistent all year long, which is another plus.
0: We're going to get – look, I want to turn the page right to the Bills. I do. I really want okay, to. Okay, let's I mean, do it. You, no, oh, We're not going oh, to. Oh, okay.
1: Psst, ta,
0: <laughs> ta. Cool down, <laughs> buddy. Uh, we're going to talk about how we got there first, because it deserves, okay. it deserves yeah. at least a little bit of runway to talk about what happened in Baltimore. Um, and let's just start with Mason. I mean, all right. so the year you... is nineteen ninety-six. <laughs> Mason Rudolph is born. He was born. Really? Ninety six? So I think so, yeah. What can you say about this guy though? Another uh, game of a passer rating over one twelve. Pickett's never had a passer rating over one twelve in his career. And Trubisky's never times. had a passer rating over one twelve in his Steelers career. Ben Roethlisberger only did it once over his last couple of seasons in a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform. Um, this stat is also mind blowing. He started three games this season, as we all know. He has the same amount of starts with 110-plus passer ratings as Patrick Mahomes this and season. Justin Herbert this, this season. season. Yeah. They've been playing all year. He's been play- He's had three games to, to match do it. them, and he's done Did it in it. every single mm-hmm. game. Um, this is beyond just a guy coming in and giving a team a spark and looking good for a game. That was the first game against Cincinnati. Okay, Maybe a little bit of dumb luck and maybe just a little bit of, you know, you know, this was your moment for Mason. Okay, well, I'm not going to buy into it yet. And he does it against Seattle on the road in that environment against another playoff potential team fighting for their life. I'm Like, okay, I mean, maybe it's still just coincidence. You know, two games in a row, whatever. Three games in a row is a trend. And Absolutely. It's no tw- fluke anymore. Two of them being on the road, mm-hmm. two of them against division rivals. Um, you want to give me the garbage about Browning and the backups for the Ravens? I'm gonna take that garbage. I'm gonna ball it up. I'm gonna throw it in the trash can. Mason Rudolph was a third string quarterback to start mm-hmm. the year. He's a backup, so you're gonna yeah. hit me right. with backups? Like get out of here! Mm-hmm. And by the way, the Ravens—I I see this a lot on Twitter from a lot of Ravens fans actually, who are are very boastful, even though they just got swept again mm-hmm. by the Steelers this year. One in seven in it's the just last being like, four oh, years. Congrats on being the backups. Congrats on being the. Watch your own team play because um am pretty sure Patrick Queen was out there and Roquan and Justin Matabuke had to play. Mar- and You know, yep. like you couldn't rest everybody. Marlon Mar- Humphrey was out, out there. Williams almost had an interception right, right. on Mason Rudolph, the really only bad pass I can remember Rudolph throwing in the past three games. Um, so, I mean, like, it's disingenuous to just be like, that was B team. I didn't play anybody on the defense for that Ravens. They were pro-Bowl caliber players still on that defensive side of the ball. And also... When it's raining like that, when it's an absolute down, I think that evens the playing field for the team with lesser talent as opposed to Mm. helps the team with greater talent. Because that can bring a good offense down to earth. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying, like, when it comes to his performance against B-teamers, if you want to call them that, I mean, factor in the weather as well and how that was—he wasn't just playing against the Ravens B-team. He was playing against the elements. And um, I don't know if this is good or not, but— a 90% completion percentage in, <laughs> in sideways rain uh, to set a Steelers franchise record for single-game completion percentage with passes attempts of, of 20 or more. I, you know what I'm going to say? That's pretty damn good. I'm going to go out on the limb and say it's yeah, pretty you, damn good. I mean, you saw other
1: Steelers. I I hate to call them out. Jalen Warren struggled to hold on to well, the football. And Mason
0: did, too, too to, to be fair. He right. had a couple he had of, a of moments. In the, oh, my God, the one play... Where the ball went like up. He just right up, it right and, up in the air. Yeah. I think Clowney was the one that kind of got his hand. That was the one where I was like, "Oh, that's such a Mason play. Uh, please, 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 don't ball start creeping the ground, in." Yeah, and it never did. That was the only time he did something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to know what else I loved? He would a couple times in that first half. He would be under pressure, and he just didn't care. And he just like would dump the ball off real mm-hmm. quick to Hayward, or just throw a little like kind of almost Love, a handoff yeah. to to Warren to get a couple of yards. Um, the the lack of panic, right? Always seeming to make the right decision, um, the pocket presence—it's all there. Like all of the all of what you need to be a successful quarterback in the NFL. You're, it's not just oh he's got a rocket arm and he's he's using it to carry him. It's it's everything. Mm-hmm. He's not getting you know he's not throwing the ball in dangerous areas. Right. He's
1: and you gotta you gotta going I mean, through
0: his reads. I mean we gotta talk about the
1: the touchdown pass too.
0: Beautiful pass. Zipped it through zipped. two defensive backs um, and and put it on a spot where Deontay could catch it and run and take it to the house. Mm-hmm. Deontay juked a ghost on his way to the end zone as he, <laughs> as he looked up on the Jumbotron. <laughs> but, and then it was funny, Missy said on the sidelines, he came over and was like, I haven't run that long in like four years, mm-hmm. I feel like. so." Um, that was
1: probably his longest touchdown since that punt return against Arizona his rookie year.
0: But my God, I mean, the the zip on that ball... Um, to get it there in the raid, in those conditions, to get it to Deontay for that touchdown, Whew. this guy is playing some quarterback, and it is not just luck. It, it, yeah, it's real. This guy is a real NFL quarterback. Is he a starter in this league? Remains to be seen. Even backups can have really, really hot streaks. Ryan Fitzpatrick went 10-6 and six in a season, for God's sakes, with the Jets. But... He is for sure an established, cemented mm-hmm. NFL quarterback for m- more years to come now. He he will get, you know, some bites in the offseason. Hopefully the Steelers are the team that he comes back for. I, I want to see Mason back, but um, yeah, he has cemented himself in this league, and Really cemented himself in Steelers' le- legacy, um, and changed his legacy as far yeah. as the Oh, one hundred went from 100% being a hundred percent reverse a, joke, a joke player, yeah, in this franchise's eyes, from this fan base, not from the franchise's eyes, but in the fan base is what I'm talking about. And uh, he's he's the hero now. He went from goat to goat, the two opposite meanings of goat, and what perseverance, and you can't help but just use it as an example for yourself i'll say in life is that you know just because you're so down and it looks like what you want to do is never going to avail itself again you might start thinking you blew your one and only chance keep the head down and keep grinding because look mason rudolph is proving that you you never know when that next chance is going to get and stay ready to take it by the horns because if you do and you end up starting in a playoff game for the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's exactly what he's about to do. We're going to hand out our moneymakers in a second, and my one is going to be this guy, so spoiler alert, but last person I want to give credit to before we turn this page and get to Buffalo. Sure. Najee Harris. That boy is running Are all angry. the critics done now? Are all the critics done? Is it over? And we were critical too, so I think – we have to share some of that as well. Yeah, I
1: think we were a little more patient, though. Maybe.
0: I, I just feel like I've I had think my we were more, I've been like, I just don't know about this guy.
1: I think we were more understanding with the offensive line, the overall offense, the play calling, that it wasn't
0: beneficial to him at all. Well, let me tell you And this. he was still, still doing a lot, despite all of that. This is now... The second straight year where he's really turned it on at the end of the season, too. Like, he mm-hmm. he is now notorious for kind of being a slow starter, I think, but a strong finisher. And I would much rather have that than the oh, yeah. opposite. I um, mean, he's
1: playing his best football, not just this season, but of his career. And if it's any indication what he can do for you and, and must win or, 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 you know, saying, here's the ball, go win us this game kind of situations... Um, Watching him run the ball, pound the rock against the Ravens in that weather has to make you feel confident about going to Buffalo, which is also calling for inclement weather. Lie. Weather, I mean, yeah, you, you would be much better suited saying Najee, go ahead and do this for us. Especially when you consider how poor the Bills are against the run this year. I I feel pretty good knowing watching the tape on Najee Harris over the last what m- month or five weeks of the season. And knowing the opponent and knowing the elements of that game uh, come Sunday,
0: Warren a little bit in the doghouse too. The yeah, a little bit, um, little But Warren warranted to be in the dog. He fumbled twice, so mm. I agree with Tomlin to go right. And to you know Najee what? You know what I love though. Now.
1: People are so eager to say, "Give the ball to Jalen Warren." Give the ball to Jalen Warren. And Najee Harris, you know, really didn't look at Jalen Warren and say, "Well, I'm going to fumble the ball too." No, they went with a hot hand. They went with Najee Harris, which is what we've been saying all along. You don't have to just split carries no matter what, 50 50 all year long. Go with a guy who's doing well for you. You know, there's going to be weeks where it's Jalen Warren, there's going to be weeks where it's, not, where it's Najee Harris. And each of these last three weeks, it's been Najee Harris, especially these last
0: two. I love Jalen Warren. Mm-hmm. What a find. Great undrafted free agent signing. Great player for this team. He's not the same running back as Najee. He's not the mm. same class. You can tell in these past couple of yeah. weeks. Warren's been great in these past couple of weeks too, right. other than the fumbles. Najee just—he's a different breed, man. He—he is—he's a, a number one feature back. And Warren, again, we're getting a ton out of him. But let's just. Use him the maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more, but less I think is more with a player like Warren. Yeah, uh, and and I think less can be more with Najee too. Right, but not as dramatically less as Joe. No, I
1: mean each of these last three weeks, he's had I think twenty plus carries for the first time in he's his been career. him, he hadn't had twenty plus carries all season long until these last few weeks.
0: He's a top ten rusher in the NFL. He finishes mm-hmm. seventh in the league with a yards. Four point one yards per carry, so he we got finally over get over three point nine. He got over four for the first time in his career, and that career. number
1: is definitely you know you could look at at in you know parcels, say like what was that number through like the first eight weeks versus the last
0: nine. It really went up in the yeah. last nine. Um, he is the first Steelers running back ever to rush for a thousand yards in three in his first three straight seasons, and he's the first running back in the NFL to do that since Alfred Morris twenty twelve through wow. twenty fourteen. Alfred Morris not really a household name, but those who no. know Alfred Morris was pretty yeah. damn good back for Dallas, a short stretch in, in Washington. In Washington, yeah, I yeah. remember him mainly for his time Washington, in Washington. Yeah. Um, but Najee Harris, first running back to do that since Alfred Morris, twenty twelve to twenty fourteen, Najee Harris, twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty three, uh, one thousand yards in each and every season. Um, and you know what else? I love
1: about Najee too? He's
0: scoring. You know, it for the end zone.
1: Yeah. Like it was best on display. Got eight
0: touchdowns on the season.
1: It was best. And he's got four in, in the last three weeks, Tom.
0: How about, uh,
1: how about that? I I'm mean, sorry. you talk about finishing strong. He has eight on the season. Half of them game in the last three games. I'm sorry to year. say
0: this because it's just distracting me. Cause the guy, who fin- do you know who finished right above him in, in, in rushing yards this year? Number six. No. James Conner. How about that? And Jacob, he did it in 13 games in 208 carries. He was averaging five yards per carry. He had 1,040 yards on the season. So Connor was outstanding. Yeah. For well, what's
1: that yard per carry average? Five for Connor? Yeah, because it's that's 50 carries less than what Najee. Pretty guy. much. Yeah. So
0: he, he. I mean, I'm just, again, I, I know that was random, but I mean, just I saw his name pop no, up there. No, yeah, it's, it's worth mentioning because the Pittsburgh it's angle. I mean, worth it's worth
1: mentioning too. I mean, you talk about bell cow, someone you can repeatedly hand the ball off to and not worry about the, the workload. He's six in carries this year in the NFL. You're talking about Naj? Naj, yeah. I love it.
0: I love it! (laughs) Finally looking like a first-round running back. And Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think that is kind of more what the analysis has been lately. It's not been the "Ah, I just wish Najee would hit that next level, would really show us that next you know, that next uh, gear that he has Mm -hmm. as far as his play is concerned. I think it's pretty much across the board that Najee is is finally legit. Najee is finally performing like that first-round pick. And because of that... Mr. Teddy KGB. Yeah. No spoilers, except I spoiled it. My moneymaker is Noashi Harris. Paid that man his money. He just iced that game for them. He really and did. And like you said, he's had a nose for the end zone the past couple of weeks, which has been, been huge for the Steelers. Uh, wanted that damn hat trick against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Would have helped my fantasy team out. But I'll take the two touchdowns in mean, the hundred yard performance. Anyway. Obviously,
1: would have loved to see your fantasy team get some help for a third touchdown. But don't you love unselfishness? Yeah, right. Like he's well, got, he's got, he's got a little bit more aware, awareness, game awareness, game IQ that I think some people are willing to give him credit
0: the for. The unselfish nature of him too. Uh, you see it on that play there to not score the touchdown. I think the way he's handled the whole Warren situation all year and him kind of emerging as a 1A1B back has been tremendous. They're friends. They're in a commercial together now. And the angry runs picture. Ah. Offensive linemen and the tight ends. Ah. No running back in sight, no Najee in sight. That's the way you do it. Mm -hmm. That's the way you, you know, gas up the guys that make your career for you. And, and not to say that he doesn't have a part in it, but you know what I'm saying. You're mm-hmm. really nothing without those hogs up front mm-hmm. when you're a running back. So great, great, great on Najee for giving them the love that they deserve. And, you know, we've spent all year kind of talking about leadership and, you know, the defensive side has it, but who's the leader on offense? Who's the leader on offense? He seems like a leader to me. And I know this is only his third year on the team. And I know that he was not a captain this year. As they gave it to Kenny instead. Quarterback usually always gets it. I would go back to Naj next year. That guy deserves that. I would it. That too. Guy I would C too. C I don't think he Mason either. If, if Mason team. is the quarterback, I don't think he Even would. Even if you want to give it to a quarterback too, give Mason two and Naji. I yeah. think Naji is well deserving of that. C. I'm with you. And again, more kudos to him for losing that captaincy and, and still acting still, like a captain right. all year long.
1: Still doing the right thing, still acting mature, and still saying the right thing all year long.
0: Your moneymaker.
1: My moneymaker, I'm going with defense. I'm going with the guy that caused the biggest turnover of the game. I'm going, we mentioned his name earlier, coming off the couch. I'm going with Mr. Eric Rowe.
0: Pay that man his money. Eric Rowe. Like Cam Hayward said at the end of the game, why was this guy not on a team? Yeah.
1: I mean, he's, I mean, you, like... When Trenton Thompson went down, and everyone thought, "Okay, Trenton Thompson could be a good story," then you had to bring in Eric Rowe and his replacement. You thought, "Well, there you go. I mean, we can't, we can't be forced to replace Trenton Thompson now. I mean, you're you're going to the depths of the depths here." But week after week, Eric Rowe is proving he
0: deserves to be on a team. Now, Minka and KZ coming back, I still think Eric Rowe deserves playing time. Um, yeah,
1: I'm hundred yeah, percent.
0: I think he should be out there. Um, not maybe as much of a role as he was because Minko will be back, mm-hmm. and, and, and KZ will be back. But he's going to play. I think he deserves the helmet, and I think he deserves some playing time uh, against Buffalo. And we're going to talk about Buffalo when we come back. We're going to start to look towards that wild card round matchup in Buffalo. Josh Allen, no TJ Watt. There's a ton of meat on this bone as the Steelers march towards Wild Card Sunday in that 1 o'clock kickoff against Buffalo. So we turn our attention to the Bills next. He's Jacob. I'm Tom, and this is the Steelers Standard.